East Coast Creepin' contains graphic and explicit content, which may not be suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hey guys, welcome to our podcast, East Coast Creepin'. I'm Linda. I'm Lorraine. And I'm Leslie. We're three sisters from the Baltimore, Maryland area. There is a fourth (laughs) sister, and she will be making guest appearances throughout the series. We're obsessed with true crime, paranormal, and laughing. Join us for our weekly outburst as we dive into crazy stories that full-fledged rep the East Coast. Just so you know, we do not have a background in criminal justice, criminal investigation, medicine, or psychology. This is all just for informative purposes. You are right there. Yeah, I am so die. <laughs> a little on the inside, not even going to lie. I was going to say, I did, like, when Lorraine looked at me when I did my, like, I'm Leslie, and she, like, looked at me like, what the heck is wrong with you? And I was like, I'm making myself known today. But no, you Linda stole the show. Yeah, she did. It's okay. Well, and well, I felt like I was going to sneeze, and I felt people, like, I felt you guys, like, looking at me, but I was just like... It was there. I didn't mean to. It felt like a lump was in my throat. It just went, and I was like, (laughs) "Alrighty, bless you." She's young. I was young. All right, episode eight. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is me. Who is me? What? Did you did you send me the info so I can follow along? I realize I'm better I'm better at reading and that sometimes you send them to me so I can read along with you. I am definitely better at reading because listening I can retain but I don't retain very well. This is why I write stuff down. But I can't write because uh, last time I doodled and I I, lo- I, I just I traveled to my own world. <laughs> it was really bad. <laughs> Wait, what's going on again? What what is your I was drawing. Your I have that song stuck in my head. There's a shark in this water. Oh, Oh. I'm singing the shark in the water in my head. (laughs) What's your email (laughs) for your iPad thing? For your thing? Oh, there she goes. Once I finish typing the entire thing out, it pops up. Type slower. Do people do that? Oh, don't look at my thing. Um, Yes. I can't see. I can take my glasses off. Oh, my bad. Okay. Now I can't see your face. That's fine. Not like I wanted to. Anyway. I keep yawning. Maybe you should drink some coffee. Uh, maybe. He's not getting us coffee? Oh, I don't know. It's okay. Jonathan took the kids to... Well, let me... It's fine. We don't have to worry about it. We'll just get into the story. It's okay. They don't want it anyway. <laughs> I'm 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 making this all Linda's thought. I'm like, can you get coffee? Linda wants some, and I mean, if you're getting some, I'll take some. Too. Oh my god, you're a horrible human being. You're his best friend. I'm just the other half. I didn't even do anything. Okay. <laughs> Enough of us not really actually talking. What are you doing? What are you? Um, I'm you on Instagram. It never yeah, put your phone away. It never showed up. It, I emailed it to you. At iCloud.com. How do you spell Linda? L-Y-N-D-A. That's where you went wrong. She always spells it like that because she's a nerd. No, because when I spell it any other way, it's already taken uh, this by other true. people. <laughs> Commoner Beach. Yeah, I know. You know how many Linda Lozanas there are? <laughs> you know what? There's I'll only one in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> that was <laughs> I have to fart now from how gross that was. Oh, oh my god. Ew. No, please don't. 
I'm not. Junk? Okay, here. I'm no. I'm sending it to you. In my trunk. Oh wait, take that eye out though. For some reason, I put an eye. Oh, maybe I was typing something to you and I never finished it, so there was an eye. I sent it to you on Messenger and Facebook. No. No, don't. I didn't change it. Don't touch anything though. Don't edit anything. I'm not gonna edit anything. Hey. Okay. You ready? Are we ready? Yes. And I my Making my throat hurt. It already was rockly. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, we need to blow our shit together. We're not even actually talking about anything. We're just rambling. We we did the We should have sat you over there because now I have to crane my neck to look at you. And like Hi. side eye my notes because I want to look at you. That's no, you're fine. Literally, you're- I'm pretty sure that's why I always look at Lydia because I've ha- how I always have my stuff set up, and I'm always like this because it's there easier to look. I at got me. it. Okay, I'm gonna look at you. Go ahead and look at me. I don't do anything anyway. I just sit here and I. I just- know you do it a lot, so it's gonna distract me. Get but away. you do it. Do it for the notes. <laughs> so, all right. So week. Eight. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I almost said everything out. Lorraine is presenting today. Don't. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do yeah, we yeah, have yeah, anything yeah. from last, hey! from last, <laughs> oh, from last months. week? That's why when those, ex- what do you mean anything from last week? Anything else? Oh, from- darling, her, was it me last week? No, it was no, Linda it was and her pen, Penhurst. Oh, yeah. Well, anyways, anything from, else? from the Woolfolk. Darlin Hernandez was found. I'm pretty sure we posted about that. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I, know, we didn't I don't know. Post I asked you guys to, and nobody. Well, was because Linda. no, because it was yours, and because your missing person was found, you needed to find a new uh, one. I needed to find a new missing person. And yeah. I put well, my phone on found. Do Not Disturb because yes, it started please. disturbing me. Moon, moon lady. I did. I put the moon. I know about the moon now. Gaslighting. He said, y'all are a mess. That's what he said to my coffee. Tell well, I thought you were not, getting me food. Tell him it's not necessary. Yeah, Get I'm away okay. from me, dog. <sighs> you feel my throat. Now I know why my throat felt weird. Continue. Okay, well, do you want allergy medication? I already took it. Okay, well then stop touching him. I know. It just makes his dander go. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Did you zone out? <laughs> I was so focused on telling him I thought he went out so he could feed me. <laughs> oh my god. Alright guys, this podcast is not gonna go well today. <laughs> it's hot. Okay. How is it hot? I it's don't know. Hot. I'm just I'm comfortable now. I'm PMSing. I'm sorry. So my body temperature is all over the place. I don't want to do podcasts with you guys anymore. Why? Because so am I. <laughs> I mean, we're sisters. We've been synced up for a while. No. Well, then we stopped living together and we unsynced. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Now, now we I have to podcast. <laughs> Funny story about sync. Okay. So, no, 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 no. Hear me out. So, we're at the pool. Yeah. And my son is sitting next to me and then it's adult swim. Yeah. Do they start playing sync? No. <laughs> So they started playing back Backstreet Boys song. I don't. It's I don't remember what song it was. It's irrelevant right now oh, and no. whatever. And so he's like sitting on my chair in front of me, and then he's like, 
hey mom, isn't this in sync? And I stopped. And I was like, excuse me? <laughs> isn't this in sync? I'm sorry. I'm putting you up for adoption. <laughs> and then the girl, the girl that was sitting like two seats down from us, she like shot me a look and she was like, Oh my God. I was like, you know what? I'm going to make it even better for you. You're going to take your stuff right now and you're going to walk home. <laughs> and it's a 15 minute car ride. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's like yesterday when we walked to the Pride like, Fest. I'm sorry. They all sound the same. I was like, no, they do not sound the same. <laughs> no, I can tell that Justin was not that lead vocal in that TikTok. <laughs> I don't even remember. Okay. Now... We're going to get into the story for real, you guys. <laughs> Maybe. All right. Episode eight. Yes. Where are we going? No, I was going to ask you that. You need to guess. Oh. I like this guessing game. Oh, okay. Um, Massachusetts. No. Oh, we haven't done anything north. I, I know, but we're going to get there. Okay. We're going to get there. We have a whole freaking coast to Rhode do. Island. No. Uh, so we're south again. Central. I forgot Central? that was the state. So we're in West Virginia. Is that an East Coast technically since it's uh, not on the coast? No. Does it touch the coast? So I basically went off of like the 13 colonies for East Coast. Shadow Skeleton. Sorry. <laughs> Elementary school. Um, <laughs> Central. Okay. New Jersey. Close. Delaware. Yeah. Okay. I know. Like, just leave me alone. It's okay. I got it. Della. I got the next one. Della who? Where? <laughs> Della why? Where? Della wait. I don't understand what's happening. What? <laughs> don't know. I feel, I feel paranoid because she's like, <laughs> just looking at me like I'm supposed to know. Okay. So today. Yeah. We are talking about. Oh, God. Delaware. Yes, Delaware. I'm ready. Delaware's one and only serial killer. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Am I supposed to know this? No, because no, I didn't know it either. <laughs> we weren't. You were alive, I think. It doesn't matter. I don't know. You were I not. was like, hold up. No, but <laughs> that, it's yeah. okay. It's okay. Just talk to you. We're not. <laughs> we're talking. Okay. Oh, Jesus. All right. <laughs> Wrong with it a man or yes. a woman? His name is Stephen Brian Pinnell. B R I A N? Yes. Yes. Pinnell is P E N N E L L. Okay. Are you sure that's how you pronounce his name? Because you are. Merle. Merle. Yeah. No, that's how you. Uh, I watched things and, well, I found. I don't even want to hear it because you went the whole podcast saying Wolfolk. And then you were like, oh, yeah, this is how they share. Well, no, because it didn't make sense to me that they would call him Wolford when his last name is spelled Wolfolk. That's why I was just like, screw it. I'm not calling him Wolford when I'm reading Wolford. Tomato, potato. That's the same thing. Literally, it's just (laughs) dialect at that point. She said tomato, potato. Did anyone else catch that? Because I definitely <laughs> got did com- it. She did Linda it because she's just giving me the ugly eye. And I'm like sitting here like, did that really happen? <laughs> okay. 
Stephen Brian Pinnell. Yes. He was born November 22nd. What is up with all these November babies? I feel... I feel like you just um, gravitate towards them. I feel like when you research, you're like... Yes. What year was he born? 1957 in Glasgow, Delaware. Glasgow? 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 How do you say that? Mm -hmm. It's in Ireland as well. Glasgow. Anyways, whatever. That's the only time I'm going to say it, so it doesn't matter. He is also known as the Corridor Killer, the Blue Fiber Killer, the Route 13 Killer, or the Route 40 Killer. That's what sucked me in, because it said Route 40, and I was like, I know Route 40. Yeah, basically, I was like, I used to love going there. Oh, my God. But the Route 40 is, like, forever long. Yeah, I know, I know. I know. But still, it doesn't matter. (laughs) Okay. Anyway. (laughs) We're leaving her in the dust. <laughs> so, in his childhood... My queen. Kirkapow. Kirkapow is kachow. We're so sorry. I am speed. Somebody didn't get a bowl of Wheaties this morning. Or maybe she did and she's too awake. Okay. Not much is known about his childhood. Like, I've searched and searched and searched. And then as, like, I got further into it, like, they bring up parts of his childhood later in the end. But anyway, for the most part, he appeared to be from just, like, a normal, stable upbringing. Okay. He pursued a career in criminology when he was in his early 20s. He had completed several semesters at the University of Delaware. And he even applied to be in the police task for CSI and stuff. I looked at Linda because Christ. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but all of his applications were rejected for one reason or another. They never said why they were rejected, but they just rejected him. Oh, I thought... <clears throat> okay, yeah. Because of that, he ended up working as an electrician, and he ended up getting married and settling in Newcastle, Pennsylvania. From what it says, he was a complete control freak. Like, everything his wife did had to be dictated by him and he was really unpleasant and he had anger issues. Some places said they had no children, but then other sources said they had children. So I don't know if it was like children that he had, but like they didn't have children together. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, marital children. I don't know. They don't really come up. They're just kids. There's like one other thing about his kids. We're just jumping right in. Uh, Okay. (laughs) <laughs> we jump him right in. November 29th, 1987. There is a lady. Her name is Shirley Ellis. And she left her house around 6 p.m. And she kind of lives, like, off of Route 40. It's obviously, like, you know, it's like a major roadway. Mm-hmm. So it was a little, it was a couple days after Thanksgiving. And some of her, what it's said where her friends were in the hospital because they had AIDS. So she like got this huge like platter and she like put a whole bunch of like Thanksgiving leftovers and stuff and she was going to walk 14 miles to the hospital because she couldn't get a ride. Right. To go take the platter to her friends in the hospital. She never came home and she never made it to the hospital. Everyone kind of figured that she took Route 40 because previously she had been a sex worker. Okay. And she stopped doing all of that. And she was like now going into nursing school and everything. So she basically just turned her life around. But she knew like 
a really easy way in order to get a ride. And it's the 80s. It's just hitchhike her way there. So she knew Route 40 would be like an easy way to get a hitch. So just remember, she left her house at 6, 6 p.m. Mm -hmm. Okay. So there are two teenagers driving around looking for like a makeout spot. Okay. This is where I got a little confused because some places were saying it was a couple looking for a makeout spot. The other thing said it was two boys just driving around going for a joy ride. But whatever, it doesn't matter. It okay, was, there's two teenagers. It was two teenagers in a car. Riding around. And the driver was a male, and he saw... <sighs> <laughs> he saw in the road, like, he saw something in the road, and he says to the passenger, Oh, there's a mannequin in the road. Let's pull over and, like, check it out. It's never a mannequin. It's never a mannequin. <laughs> so they get out of the car and they notice it is a half-naked woman dead on the side of the road. They immediately run to go find a payphone and call the police. Do they? What time was this? Do you At know? nine twenty-five that evening was when they made the phone call to the police. Okay. She was partially closed. Closed. Oh closed. God. Closed. <laughs> I can't. I don't know. I need coffee. <laughs> Stop it. I had some for you. I, I read a part and saw clothes and everything. Okay, anyway. <laughs> she was parched. Parched. <laughs> <laughs> she was parched <laughs> and partially clothed. Closed. I'm sorry. <laughs> Breathe. <laughs> oh, my God. <clears throat> oh, my God. I'm assuming this is Shirley Ellis in the room. Okay. That they found. <laughs> I've been wanting to say this for a hot second, but happy birthday, me. Why? His birthday's on November 22nd, and this happened on November 29th. <laughs> Oh my god, get the fuck out of here. Oh, shut the hell up. That <laughs> snapped me out of it real quick. <laughs> anyway, so she was partially clothed. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, got it. I guess so. Okay. She was partially clothed. I almost said partially. Oh, my God. Oh, okay, my God. Wait, We're starting to get over again. <laughs> <laughs> she 
she was partially clothed, her legs were spread apart, and the autopsy told a macabre story of torture and mutilation. This is really bad. Like, I had a really rough time researching this for a week. Ellis was bound at the feet and ankles. She had duct tape, like, stuck in her her hair, and then there was some, like, around her. Um, So they figured they probably, whoever did this to her, used that to kind of keep her mouth shut, like, taped over her mouth. Her top was open. Her bra was cut in the middle. Her pants were pulled down, and her legs were spread apart. There were no signs of sexual assault during the autopsy. She had been seriously abused, though, and her killer had tied a string around her neck and had hit her head with something in order to kill her. Jesus. One of the things that the investigators noticed on the scene, as they were obviously, like, her shirt was open, they noticed that her only one of her nipples had been mutilated and partially cut in half and taken. What? Yes. But there there was no evidence of sexual assault, like none whatsoever. That's bizarre. Yeah. That's, yeah. Okay. But she, all of this torture and everything happened before she died. The blows to her head, because like they can tell from the bruising. Yeah. Right. But the blows to her head happened, and then she was just left there. Left there. Holy crap. At first, they didn't know who the person was. She had no ID on her. She had no type of identification whatsoever. So when she was in the morgue, she was classified as a Jane Doe. And at this point, her family hadn't really categorized her as missing because it had only been three or four hours. Right. And they hadn't heard that she didn't make it to the hospital. So like that wasn't something that was on their mind. But she did have a lot of tattoos and they took pictures of those and they sent them out to police in the district because they were like, well, they found her like near Route 40, which is a high traffic area for sex workers. Mm -hmm. So they were like, if she has any prior arrests, someone might identify her that way. So they actually were able to identify her. One of the officers was like, that's Shirley. Like she's had like a couple prior arrests before. So they ended up notifying her um, next of kin. And when they got in touch with her family, they were like, she has no boyfriend. Like, she has no ex-boyfriend. She has no one that would be upset with her. Like, she flipped her life around, and, like, she is the sweetest person. Like, she's going into nursing. So, with no leads whatsoever, because there was no DNA or anything left behind, because she wasn't sexually assaulted, so they couldn't get DNA that way. Right. The case went cold. Oh, jeez. The case is cold, and they kind of just figured it's whatever. Like, nothing's really happening. It was, like, a one-time thing. Seven months later... On June 28th, 1988, it happened again. There was another body found. This was at a building site. It was a construction area, and it was found by construction workers at 6.30 a.m., but on the 29th. So the victim died on the 28th, Mm -hmm. but they found her on the 29th. It was a 31-year-old sex worker, Catherine DeMero, and she was a mother of two children. Around 11.30 p.m. on the 28th, she was seen walking down Route 40 and... What? On the 27th? 28th. She was found on the 29th. Oh, okay. And, like, she was found... Like, people had seen her walking up and down Route 40, but they didn't know if she was, like, actually working that night. Right. Because she lived nearby. 
So they figured she could have either been walking home or she might have been working, but no Wait, one... I have a question. Is this in Delaware or is this in yeah. Pennsylvania? Delaware. Okay. No, because I remember you saying that he married in Pennsylvania. I didn't know when he went back to Delaware. Yeah, he's okay. in he's in Delaware. Okay. Yeah, so she was walking around like her apartment area like of Route 40. The only difference between her and the first victim found was that she was completely naked. So still like duct tape, and duct bound. tape, ligature marks, bound, mutilated nipples, everything. Everything was exactly the same. The police at this point, they felt that the same person was responsible for both murders. But the thing was, it took them a little bit to connect it because they happened technically in different counties, but it was on like the same stretch of road because, you know, right. county lines. The only, like the biggest difference that was like, hallelujah, was that she had blue fibers all over her. Kathy had like blue fibers in her hair and like on her body. So they were like, okay. Obviously, like we know from like the crime scene, there wasn't like any disturbed dirt or mud. So it was like there wasn't a struggle here in this spot. So like she, they're being murdered somewhere else and just dumped, dumped here. Cause like on all of the crime scenes, they, <clears throat> except for the, like the first one, they couldn't see it. Cause obviously like she was in the street, but this being a construction zone, they could see like tire marks like pull up and then back out and like leave. Yeah. So at this point, Delaware is like, Oh, crap, because they have a serial killer. And this has never happened before, ever, in Delaware. They start a task force of 60 members. Whoa. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then also they... So the task force also teamed up with the FBI, the Behavioral Unit, and Quantico. This is the profile that they gave the serial killer. Oh, never mind. They don't really know what he looks like. No. This is like his... Yeah, Yeah. So they figured that he's a sexual sadist. He is not raping the victims. So far from what they can tell, he is literally getting pleasure out of torturing women. So the thing that's getting him off is torturing and manipulating women and strangling them. So it's like having the power of life or death over people is Mm -hmm. what he gets off on. They figured from the tools that he was using, like the pliers and then like the wires and the zip ties and the tape that he's using things that he's familiar with. So he's probably some kind of like, what are those things called? Like a trade worker. Right. They like a said, construction worker mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. Yeah. And they said he would be a white male between the ages of 25 to 30. And so those fibers that they found, they right. sent to the FBI because obviously the task force, they're like teamed up with the FBI and they were able to match it to a specific carpet that was only manufactured in Delaware. So in DuPont, Delaware. What? Yeah. But the thing is, there were over 1,000 purchases of this carpet. But still, that's like narrowing down yeah, a lot. Yeah. That's still And really... like, especially because, you know, I used to is work this, in... Is this a home carpet or yes. is it... Okay. It is a home carpet, but girl... I got to show you pictures because this is like some Ted Bundy shenanigans, some stupid looking car. But anyway, so like, and like the cool thing with that is, is like you can go and like find everyone who has it. And then once you pluck the fibers, you can figure out microscopically if it's exactly the same carpet, because even though it's the same like model carpet, every dye lot is completely different. Yeah. 
Right, 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 right. I'm sorry. I just had to put my home improvement knowledge out there. No, 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 no. <laughs> this, I mean, this is why when they do like bridesmaid dresses and stuff, they yeah, do them all at, at the, the same, same time. time. So yeah. then they have all exactly the same color. I know we sound exactly the same. That was so Don't ugly. make that thing. I'm sorry. It was like <laughs> stereophonic, even though I have headphones on it. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, it just got twice as loud. Yeah. What was but that? that's how I like mm-hmm. yes. it. So like yeah. if, you, if they're going to go and do the whole house, they're gonna go and do the whole house do do the yeah. whole carpet at the same time mm-hmm. yeah, we had right. to do that at the place of blue and devils yeah if they ever mess up like a carpet for our project oh okay. we had yeah we had to scrap the whole project because if one room was a different color they would like freak out so then we'd have to order like hundreds more square feet oh geez anyway <laughs> so I was gonna karate chop him on the head <laughs> Leave my son alone. He's just being a shark in the water. Exactly. It's Shark Week. Ooh ha ha. He's circling. So that's why you jab him in the neck. No, but he's being a so good boy. Debilitate them. He hasn't barked or anything. Bark? Sorry. <laughs> Stop. Keep, keep going. Keep going. He just wants to be Okay, loved. so they trace the carpet back to DuPont, right. Delaware. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then because Route 40 is the only real connection between the two victims like oh we pinpointing it down to uh-huh, uh-huh. to houses around route 40 no no what no that's not how that works <laughs> that's not how that works no because just because leslie how far away did we live from the route 40 around here and we still went cruising down route 40 we li- i lived out here and i would still drive to route 40 just to drive up and down it okay <laughs> <laughs> this is true it's just you know that they're familiar with the area, yeah. So you can do a radius. Also, you're getting more of a victim profile. Yes. Route 40 is known for sex ladies workers. Ladies of the night. for the ladies. Yes, for, for ladies. So what they did was they got female police officers to go undercover as sex workers, and the woman who is like the main undercover cop is Renee Tashner. And she poses as a sex worker. And, like, they were like, okay, you just do what they do. You engage with the person. Johns. Johns? That's what they call them. John Doe. Oh, okay. Because we don't know who he is. Okay. (laughs) I didn't know if that was, like, some super secret sex worker word. (laughs) (laughs) What? I'm sorry. I don't know. Uh, I don't, I don't know. know how I feel about that right now. <laughs> I feel oh, personally attacked. I know. I just realized what that meant. That one of those super secret sex worker words. <laughs> Whoops. My bad. So they were like supposed to just do the flirty banter and be like. <laughs> Let me chop your nipple off. <laughs> <laughs> no. Wrong. She's talking about the sex worker. No, I know, <laughs> but that's what she was waiting for. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Okay. I mean, technically, yes. She. I was. mean, kind of, but anyway. No, 100%. I, she's not, she didn't want it. Well, not the whole yeah. nipple, just half. 
I know. It's so... It's ugh. weird. It's weird to me. I don't understand. I, the whole thing. Anyway, so they would just do, like, engage in flirty banter and basically turn down... They turned down everyone, but it was just, like, people who seemed off. Uh-huh. They were, like, a person of interest. And they were like, don't ever get in a car. Don't yep. do it. Don't do it. Would you- Okay. All right, I'm not getting into the cars. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> August 22nd. Dun, dun, dun. Oh! 1988. Yeah, yeah. 1988? Uh, yeah. All right. Margaret Lynn Finner disappeared. She's 27 years old. She is a sex worker, but she is also a mother of two children. Okay. Uh, she lived, um, kind of like a double life. Not kinda. She lived a double life. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, no one really knew that she was a sex worker, but she did it randomly to make ends meet. Okay. Um, several witnesses had seen her enter a blue Ford panel van with round headlights. And there was a white male driving the car. Ooh, snickerdoodles. Around Route 13, which intersects Route 40. That's all you get right now. Well, leave okay. some space for her because you want any more space for her. Yeah, because my space is at the bottom of the paper. Okay. I know. I saw it. I saw it as I said that and I was like, <laughs> never mind. So, Renee, we're undercover. Right, 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 right. Oh, working yeah, yeah, yeah. the streets. And she's like, hmm, this is kind of weird. Because at this point, they know it's like a blue panel van. And there's, hey, this is a really good thing. The sharks in the water. Anyway, you'll understand in a second. So there was this car. <laughs> I'm like, what? There was this car that just kept, it was a blue van and it just kept passing her. It would go by and come back. And then it would go by and come back. And it just kept doing that. Like it was like circling her. And she was like, it was like a shark. Well, okay. So it kept like circling her and then she had like kind of a line of cars trying to talk to her. So like she finally got to this blue van and she moved off to a little bit of a more isolated area. The driver of the van is white and she starts talking to him and she noticed as like she was kind of like leaning into the car mm-hmm. that there's blue carpet in the van. And she's like, Oh, shit. Because obviously, how many vans are you going to find with blue carpet and it's a blue van in Delaware on Blue 40? How many? But, but difficult. Anyway. So, like, she's, like, talking to him and she's, like, he wasn't looking me in the eye. He's looking really nervous. He's freaking out. And I'm just trying to talk to him to kind of, like, get some information out of him. Took off. He just... He just, like, without even telling her. And, like, she's like, I almost got run over. Because, like, he took off and she's leaning oh on God. the van. So they were able to actually write down the license plates because she has... Um, People watching yeah, her. Yeah, they have Your other wife. cops watching her. So they were able to take down the license plate. And they found out the owner of the vehicle was a 31-year-old school teacher. He was married, a father of two children, and he had no criminal record. So they were just like, this is kind of weird. But because she saw the blue carpet, they were able to get a, a, a warrant, a search warrant, same day. So they were just like, boom, bang. Oh, wow. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So they went to his house, and they searched the whole house, and they found a secret 
place in the attic. Oh. What? Mm-hmm. They found a little secret place in the attic, and it had, they called it a hidden area. I don't know. It didn't look real hidden, but anyway. And there were sexual things in there. There were little bondage materials. There were little sex toys and stuff. But everything was all hidden. So they were like, oh, my God. This is matching the FBI's profile. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So because of that, they're like, they're wigging out. And then his van is there. So they get the fibers from the van. And they're like, oh, this is great. This is going to work. This is going to be awesome. They send the fibers off to the FBI, and they get the results back. Wrongo! It doesn't match. What? The fibers do not match. Man's just got a kink. He's just trying to live his best life. And you know what happened? He got called out on it. Oh, yeah. So, wait, this was not who they were looking for. Nope. It just by chance happened to be somebody who has exactly the the same (laughs) profile. Mm -hmm. So, they go, this ain't your boy. No. Mm-mm. Oh, snap. Mm-hmm. Like, when I saw that, I was like, this is happening so fast when I'm researching. And I was just like, oh, it's not him. It's not even him. Because, like, when I was researching, they were, like, a 31-year-old school school teacher. And I was just like, uh-huh. Why aren't you giving me his name? They're not giving me his name because they're protecting the person of interest who ended up not being the person they wanted. Shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It took me a minute to figure that out because I was like, why aren't you giving me Steven? Steven. His name is Steven. But it's, <laughs> but it's not. <laughs> you know, his wife was probably like, you got what? Your name is Steven. Rob. <laughs> <laughs> she was probably like, now they know about us. <laughs> okay. So. Gonna- but she didn't know about the ladies of the night. No, she didn't. Uh-uh. Now she know. Mm-mm. Yep. September 14th, 1988. It happens again to Miss Renee. She's still working her little strip of Route 40 doing her undercover stuff. And once again, there's a blue van. But there's no one else out that night. It's just this blue van. And it keeps circling her. And she can kind of tell that he's, like, surveying the area. Which was kind of freaking her out. I mean, I feel like if I was the undercover sex worker, I'd just be freaking out the whole time. Right. Because I'm trying to get snatched up. But anyway, he pulled up next to her. And then she's doing her flirting thing. Like, ooh, I like your eyes. But like, they had kind of told her stop. That's my, I don't know how to flirt everyone. Just. I can't even wink, so whatever. Oh, my God. All right. Yeah, that's really bad. Thank you. You're welcome. You is, like that, wink? is that really you winking, though? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you look like you're trying to, like, rewater your contacts. I know. Like, it has shifted in Wait, my eye. Let me try and be sassy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, don't ever do that again. Ew. <laughs> That was ugly. <laughs> My right one's even worse. <laughs> Her face. <laughs> this is why I don't wink. I just go, let me see you wink. I can't. What? She can raise her eyebrow, though. I know she can raise her eyebrow, but that's not the same thing. If I think about it, it's hard. Like, I <laughs> I can kind of do it. Let me not. Wait, <laughs> you wink? <laughs> <laughs> why do you guys tilt your head? Why can't you just, like... 
Because that's not seductive. That's a lizard lick. Okay. <laughs> okay. First off, going. It's not seductive either. Because you have to. You kind of get to do the handguns. Like, eh. Because you have to okay, have, like, see, a that hole. looked okay when you were doing the handguns with I it. I just feel like Jonathan, when he copies off of Ansel, he's like, you never watched Ansel. Oh, my God. The really, the really bad version of A Bug's Life. Oh, and the one the animation is like, yeah. and it's like really and they're weird. like square. Yeah. They're very, and he's like, Wah. Jonathan does I that all the time, that. not in a cute way. No, he just does it because mm-hmm. I'm always like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you got to oh. be cute about it. Y'all would be fucking freaky. I don't know how to <laughs> wink either. Uh, you, I said. <laughs> Anyways, all right. So she winking at him. Okay. Anyway, yeah. So she gets him, and like they have, she kind of has like this dialogue thing that she's supposed to do and it's just like you kind of just be like hey what's your name what do you do for a living are you partying right now i actually this is literally what she really did say because i listened to the audio from the wire she had on her oh shit okay Mm -hmm. that's cool why are you laughing at me Uh, because (laughs) that's my sex worker (laughs) voice i would never if i were john i'd be like i'm sorry no. No. <laughs> well, it was like, she was just like, hey, how are you doing tonight? Are you partying? Are you looking to party? What's your name? And then he would tell her, and then she would talk to him, and she's like, so what do you do for a living? Like, how much money do you have? Like, it was like, kind of like coaxing him into kind of talking no, to her. No, I, I completely understand. I'm just saying, your tone of voice is just not, it's, that's not getting me aroused. <laughs> I, I, of course, that's your sister that's sitting in front of you. I yeah, hope you wouldn't be aroused. Like, this is I not. Want to that, but I'm saying as I can use John. my hey boys. Oh, I was gonna do that. <laughs> hey, baby. <laughs> <laughs> can I get a ride in your car? In your panel van with your carpet? Your blue carpet looks really <laughs> luscious. Literally, why do you like the whole thing with me? <laughs> like, can I touch your stick shift or something like that? Get why are you out of here? Like, oh my god! And this I is why know. Linda knows sex work for the window. <laughs> Thank you. And I'm over here like a John. <laughs> what? Okay. Oh my god. All right. So he's circling her. So he's circling so she her. Kind of baited him in. Yeah. And she's now talking to him, and she found out his name. Is Jim. He told her his name was Jim and he's an electrician. Mm. So <laughs> he's an electrician, but his name ain't Jim. Yeah. So she's like, ping, ding, 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 ding. Cause she knew about like the mutilation and the wires and everything. So she the was pies. like, yeah. And yeah. like they're listening on the wire and she got a little earpiece and they're like, ah! so she asked him to turn the lights on in the car. So he turns the lights on in his van and it was more like, she was trying to see if there was anyone else in the van so, like, she wasn't going to get ambushed at the same time. Mm-hmm. She leans onto the passenger window, and this is – I don't know what is up with this man and his van, but the blue carpet literally covered every part of the van. Like, as far as, like, the floor. Wasn't that a thing, though? Yeah, I was going to say. Is that, that was a thing that back then. that swag. Like, that's what you... Ew. That, like, seriously. I am so glad. Everywhere. I was... Yeah, no, it was... and born in the 90. 
Because that's gross. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that that was a thing. Yeah. Well, no, like it was carpet on the floor, but then it was like the side panels of the car. Yes. And then this, and then the yes, that was a thing. Ew! The panel vans that we went in was, and when we went to Chicago at Theo Martin's house, they were in like that. They got carpet everywhere. The back seat just fell down. That's because that was the '90s. Remember when Martin Jr. Got stuck between oh, the bed god. and the side oh, of the van. Oh my god! Because <laughs> we uh, took a turn real hard. That was a good one. Uh, anyway, he turned the lights on to make sure, like, so she could make sure there was no one in the van. Obviously, that's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it yep. covered every. I was trying to look for my internet. Oh, that's so gross. Yeah, no, they had like. I hope my dad didn't do this because. Well, here's the thing: you have to figure that he's, velvet, though. Oh my god! This is not pimp my ride. Well, that's what they used that's to do. That's what they did. No, like my mom, like Fourth of July, told me about so it, how my dad had that panel van, and she was like, "I used to call it the death machine or something like that because it had a graveyard painted on the side." But I pray to God my dad did not have carpet, and I know you're listening, Dad. And if he's not going to tell you. I know. Oh, no, he will tell he you will. Yes, he after will. this. If after you have carpet, I'm not going to be disappointed in you. Get <laughs> out of here. <laughs> the oh thing is, God. dude was born, like, late 50s. Okay, okay, By the time you. this was, it, it was a shag and wagon. That's oh. what it was. Called. I do not need to know if my father had a shag and wagon. That's what it was called. Yes. Okay, sorry. My face is really hot. I'm really embarrassed. I think I'm going to pass out. Second you don't even look red. I like feel me, red. my face just turns well, blood red. Like, you're... I'm just like, <laughs> like, I have no, I can't hide when I'm embarrassed. I can. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no. Anyway. Okay, so okay. she saw the carpet. Yes, she Ooh. saw the carpet. And, like, the carpeting. But was it blue? Yes. Okay. I don't remember you saying that. It was. I, I feel like. My brain is turning into mush of this shag and wagon. Um, <laughs> so he turns the light on and she's looking around and she notices the carpet is like all over the van. And so she leans into the passenger window because he has it all the way down. And like it's all the way up to like where the window comes down. So she starts like playing with it, you know, like fiddling with it. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. Well, no, she. <laughs> what is that face no, for? She's I, playing with the carpet. I know. <laughs> not that carpet okay. get your head out of the nasty so she's investigating so she's playing with the, uh-huh. she's playing with the carpet fibers <laughs> in the van yes and like <laughs> she she's like asking him she was like why did you do this to your van like she's just being like airheady and he was just like oh i don't know the person i bought it from had it like this and like you know whatever renee is on her shit and she was, they even said she was never instructed to gather evidence or anything like that. And as she's like playing with it, she pulls out like a clump of the fibers. Like she just like kind of like discreetly pulls it out. And then she like moves it into like down and like she just starts playing with it with her other hand. But it was like, it was crazy because they're like, we never told her to do that. But like just in the moment, she was like, I have to do this because I don't know if we're ever going to get this guy again. Right. So, as she's doing that and she's talking to him, dude lunges at the passenger seat, flings the door open, and starts screaming at her to get in the van. What? Yeah. And she's just like, whoa. 
no way. And she's like, at this point, she's, she's losing her crap. She's like, I don't have a weapon on me. I don't know. Like, we can't just blow our cover because then they're going to know, like, we're investigating this area. So then, like, she ends up being able to, to, like, talk him down and she closes the door and he gets in the driver's seat and leaves. That's it. Wow. Mm -hmm. Like, I would have been. That escalated so fast. Yeah. Like, she told him. (laughs) Yeah. Like, he, she literally was like, he, like, snapped. And she's like, and the scariest part was like, all these sharks, man. She was like looking in, like looking in his eyes and talking to him was like staring into the eyes of a shark. Like they were just black. Like he like had no emotion whatsoever, even when he yelled at her. Jeez. And like the way that she got out of it is like she told him that she had a really bad headache because she was stoned all day. And he was like, fine. And he just like left. I was like, girl, you think on your feet? Because I would have been like, <laughs> okay, I'm getting in the van. I'm sorry. What did I do? I didn't take your carpet. I swear. <laughs> I know. I would have been like, here, have it been. <laughs> Give me the glue. I'll put it back in. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, if he pulled out duct tape for me to put that back, I really would have shit myself. <laughs> when he left, the cops that were following her, like that were uh, watching her, watching yeah. her, went after him. Like, they didn't whoop, whoop. They just followed him. So they followed him home, and they sat outside of his house for an hour, just, like, watching him doodle around his house, and then he went to sleep. Well, they assumed he went to sleep. But all the lights turned off, so they were like, yo, is asleep. And they went back to the office, sent off the fibers that she had gotten. They ran the tags and everything, and they figured out that his name is Stephen Pinnell. He's married with two children. He has no prior criminal history. And they even saw all of his rejected applications to be in CSI. And they were like, interesting. Two days after that whole incident with Renee, someone else goes missing. Oh my gosh. Okay, so we're September 16th. 20th. Because the thing happened, the first one happened on the 14th when they found the man that they couldn't, that wasn't him. Oh, okay. So two days later, after they actually encountered Stephen, so it's September 20th, 1988, Michelle Gordon is a local sex worker, and she also frequents... We'll be right back. I'm triangulating our position. Route 40. Route 40. I'm sorry. Just bleep it out. Yes, please. <laughs> Uh, right. She also frequents Route 40. What's her name, Michelle? Michelle Gordon. Okay. And she is 22 years old. I don't know if I said that. There was a lot of things happening. Mm-hmm. happening. Okay. She disappeared. Like, poof. But, like, the good thing that happened, I guess, was that she was actually out with one of her friends at the time, and he was also a sex worker. Mm-hmm. And he actually saw her get into a blue panel van Okay. before, like, he didn't see her again. Her body was actually found on September 20th, so the same day, at the Chesapeake-Delaware Canal. Oh. Everything, 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 everything about her murder was exactly the same as far as the mutilation. The only thing that she didn't have were the hammer blows to the head and the ligature mark around her neck. But that is because during the autopsy, they found out that she was so scared of everything that was happening that she was literally scared to death. Like, her heart stopped. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. 
That's crazy. Yeah, and some places said she actually had cocaine in her system, so it was like an OD, and then on top of that, all of that anxiety and, like, the fright. Yeah. But as I looked further into it, that was, like, one place kind of trying to give an excuse as to what actually happened. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that was really a thing. She died before her torture started because all of her bruising and all of the mutilation, they could tell, was postmortem. Okay. So after the discovery of... Michelle, right. the task force was like, uh-uh, oh, we got to step it up. So they had a whole list of like suspects that they were surveying 24-7. They were like, everyone's got to do this right now. They followed Steven around, and he would just like survey Route 40, and like they were like, he would just drive around like a shark. Like he wouldn't even pick people up. He would just circle it and circle it and just like watch all the women. So... They found out that the fibers in his van matched. Like, as the same day they found Michelle, they found out the fibers matched. So they were like, cool, we're getting a warrant to search his house. So they go to his house, and it's him and his wife there, and the kids aren't home. I'm guessing they're, like, at school. They're like, what the hell is going on in this house? There are holes in the wall. And they ask the wife, they're like, why are there holes in the wall? And she was like... Well, Steven has a temper, and sometimes when he's angry, he'll punch holes in the wall. So they were like, okay, that kind of fits, because, (sighs) like, we know that he has a temper, and also we kind of know that from the way he reacted to the officer not getting in the car. So they're searching the house and everything, and they go outside, and he has, like, this wooden shed in his backyard, and they go into there, and he also has a hidden area of his shed, like how the other guy had an attic. An attic, yeah. Yeah. So he has a hidden area of his shed, and there's a TV, a VCR, and on top of the VCR, there was a VHS that was, like, hidden behind some books, and it was called The Taming of Rebecca, and they were like, why is this hidden away? That's kind of weird. So they took that as evidence, because they were like, huh, interesting, but there wasn't, like, a cover on it, you know, the slip covers, so they just, like, took it, and then as they're looking through the shed, they find tools but they're separated so there's like a tool bench but like it's the same tools on both sides but there's things are separated so it was portions of wire a hammer pliers and then just like the other side it was the same thing but they didn't look like they were used like they were just bought for work or something hmm. mm-hmm. they go into his van As they're doing, I think it was, like, another team was in the van. As they're doing, like, this full search of his, like, blue panel van, they find duct tape, zip ties, and there's, like, hair in a drain in the van. So he had, like, a sink drain. Shag wagons, I don't know. Y'all know. You show me pictures. I don't know that part about the shag wagon. I don't want to wash my hands afterwards. I'm just saying. I don't know. (laughs) Linda. He and sanitizer. Gotta brush your teeth. Uh, ew. I can't. That noise sounded really bad for that moment. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I can't. So they found the hair in the va- the van, like in the sink train drippy thingy catcher, whatever they are. And then they also, as they were like moving things around on one of the side panels, there were like streaks of blood like he did a really bad job trying to clean it up 
Or what? didn't even bother. Like Because he, just he probably didn't it up. have a carpet cleaner. <laughs> he probably couldn't bring Ro- that cord mind, out long enough <laughs> to deep clean that carpet. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Oh, man. Yep. So they sent all the evidence, all the pliers, everything. They sent it to the FBI because at this point, like with <clears throat> the FBI and everything being partnered with them, all of the evidence and all of the autopsies are also being done there as like a second opinion kind of thing, just because it's a serial killer and they've never had to deal with that before. Right. So they have no clue what to do. They watched the taming of Rebecca. Girl. It ended up being hardcore BDSM porn. Really good. Come here. Go lay down. Come here. You need to get away from the things that make noise. <laughs> um, in the video, the woman is bound and tortured by a man. He is screaming at her the entire time. And one part of the video, he stabs a straight needle through her nipple. What? So they figured that's kind of like, I mean, that's basically his MO. What? What I was going to ask a question, but I think it's irrelevant at this point. What? I was going to say straight down or sideways. Didn't I say horizontally? Yeah, she... I'm sorry. I <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't like know Like it I was said. piercing. Yeah, yeah, that's like what a, I... Okay. Like a uh-huh. nipple piercing. I missed that whole word. I heard everything but that word. She I blacked know. out. I blacked she's, she's <laughs> out. I know. I can see her eyes. She's, she's pissed. Her eyes going to start twitching. You see how she's holding yeah. her eyebrow? <laughs> so they figured, like, they were like, holy poopers. Because I'm not supposed to be cussing. But I have been. But not as much. Thank you. Uh, they were like, this is what they're like, this is what he does. Like, this is like where he's getting his ideas. Like, he doesn't pierce them, but he like mutilates their nipples. So, like, obviously it's not the same thing, but it's close. So, because they had sent all the evidence to the FBI when they got all the results, the zip ties that they sent, the width of the zip ties matched all of the markings on the women perfectly. The fibers that they found fibers inside of the car matched a sweater that Shirley Ellis owned. Oh, wow. The hair in the drain matched Michelle Gordon. The blood that was on the side panel matched Kathy DeMero. Mm-hmm. And the duct tape, they were able to analyze the duct tape that they found in the van. It's from Margaret. Well, it's from all of them. He used duct tape on all of them. Oh. And he, they were able to find out that it was exactly the same duct tape by doing oh, an analysis okay. of it. On the ends of it. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. And then because they had those pliers and, like, he separated his pliers, the plier marks, when, like, they're made and, like, from usage and everything, their teeth, they change, matched all of the women perfectly. So he had a set for each woman? Or no, like just, he, he, had he had one set for torturing and then he uh, had a set, set for, for daily work. use. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So it matched perfectly. Yep. So what? He's <laughs> it's okay. It's fine. He likes sniffing toes. He, he At least he's not licking your toes. He looks toes. We're talking about my dog. Yeah, I know. Okay. No, <laughs> everyone else because this is kind of creepy in the middle of all this. 
<laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm not under, but okay, I get it. I get it. I get it. There's not a man under the table. <laughs> I understand now. It's my boy. Well, my dog boy. Anyway, so because of all this, all this evidence, he was arrested on November 29th of 1988. And when he was arrested, apparently it was a shock to his wife and everyone in his community because they were like, he's such a great guy and he's so nice and blah, blah, blah. It's okay. He just punches holes in the wall when he's yeah, angry. Well, That's people, fine. Yeah, people don't know that. It's in the house. His wife knows that. Yeah, but anyway. Sorry. <laughs> PTSD. PTSD. Yes. <laughs> So when, when he was arrested, he actually remained silent. So they said that he invoked his right to remain silent. I couldn't. Well, you just blabber he everything no dummy. you do? Oh, trust me, he's a dummy. We're going to oh, get there. Right. <laughs> we going to get there. We're we going to get... Oh, this, is, this is like Gary Jr. We're going to get there. Just wait. Continue. No, it's okay. Sorry. You look like you were thinking really hard. I was trying to figure out who Gary is. No, I got it. Oh, my goodness. The day after Pinnell's arrest, there was a hunter who was near the Chesapeake, Delaware Canal. He had called the police because he had found basically skeletal remains. And they were like, what is going on? The body was very badly decomposed and they couldn't find an exact cause of death. There were signs of torture on her body, but they couldn't really make it. They couldn't really figure anything out. They used dental records to identify the victim, and it was Margaret Finner, the woman who disappeared on oh. August 22nd. Right. They ended up finding her the day after Pinnell's arrest. So, like, three months later. Mm-hmm. Holy crap. Yep. And she was near the same location the other girl was found at the Delaware Canal. Oh, wow. So, there is an other woman... Her name. Oh, because that Michelle mm-hmm. is the other woman. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was like, wait, who? Who? So there's another woman. Her name is Kathleen Meyer. On September 23rd of 88, she disappeared. She was reported missing by her family and the police officer, like a police officer had seen her because like when they were doing their whole stakeout thing, watching, um, what is her name? Renee. Renee. When they were watching Renee, he had oh, seen sorry. her get into a blue Ford van, but he wrote <laughs> down the license plate, but it never, like, she was never reported missing or anything, so he didn't think anything of it. She was reported missing, and he pulled the license plate number that he had written down, and it was Pinnell's van. To this day, her body has never been found. Oh, my gosh. They don't. And he never were told gonna them. get there, but her body has never been found, so. Interesting. So they only had enough evidence to charge him with three murders because they didn't have anything tying Pinnell to um, Margaret. Oh, because she was so composed. She was, yeah, she was so decomposed. So they didn't really have anything to um, tie him to her. So they only charged him with three murders. September 26th of 89 is his trial. So, like, the biggest thing that they tried to get dismissed, like, as far as his attorneys, the defense attorneys, was that the initial fiber that they got from his van was illegally obtained. 
because they didn't have a warrant to obtain it. And the officer, like how she had plucked it off of the side of his van. Right. And they were like, that was um, illegally obtained. And the judge actually said that it wasn't because the moment he turned off the light and she had access to the inside of the van, it was fair game. Because basically if they didn't have that, then the whole thing kind of unraveled. Yeah, because then you don't get a warrant for his house and anything that they found Mm -hmm. in the house would have been... Yeah. Yeah. This is the first trial in the United States of America to use DNA evidence. Ooh. Uh Uh-huh. Ooh. That was, like, absolutely completely legal evidence that, like, they actually understood and listened to all of the experts and scientists who helped them basically verify like all of the DNA evidence that they were using. Cause they hadn't really like they had tried before to use it, but this is the first time it's like been used and everything went like the way that it should go. They kind of felt like things weren't really going in their direction as far as like the state attorney and everything that like the defense attorney was kind of doing a good job because they were saying things about like, you know, it wasn't him, this and that. Like, it just, like, it didn't really make sense as I was watching it as far as, like, how they could sway the jury as, because it's like all the evidence is pointing to him. Yeah. But they were still really pretty good at instilling doubt in them. Wait, what? Okay, no, continue. Yeah. That's their job. Yeah. I mean, if you have, (laughs) hello, O.J. Simpson. What? Ooh, we're, we got, we're a true crime podcast. I understand that. No, 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 no. Oh, but still. Yeah. Every little, yes. I, I, I know. <laughs> it just pisses me off just a little bit. No, it's okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what I just said, but it's okay. I think that's what I wanted to come out of my mouth. <laughs> so the strongest <laughs> evidence against Pinnell was himself. So his attorney okayed him to be cross-examined. <laughs> yeah, laugh, because that's how mm-hmm. I watched, like, a clip of him being cross-examined. Is it Pennell or Pennell? I don't know. Pennell? Do said, I keep saying? You see Merle. keep on saying Pennell. Pennell. P-E-N. If you say it with, a, like, an A. Pennell. P-E-N-N-E-L-L. Stop being picky. Kid, get over here. You're doing your thing with your tail again. Go lay down. I know. Thank you. All of the children left you. You're so sad. So the strongest evidence against him was himself. And... (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. This is where it gets good. His lawyer actually decided... To stop representing him because of the things he heard during the trial. So because of the things that Stephen was saying, his lawyer decided to no longer represent him. <laughs> oh God. That's bad. Yeah. It, but like before he decided to stop representing him, his lawyer was like, okay, you know what we're going to do? We're going to have him go on the stand and we're going to have him testify on how the victim's blood and hair was found in his van. Like, Mm -hmm. this is going to be easy. Like, just be like, I picked her up and things got too rough and boom, there's blood. Boom, there's hair. Like, something like simple like that. You know what I mean? Steven claimed to pick up Damaro. He was, he said, I paid her $25 for oral sex and then I dropped her off. Jokingly, 
said that she gave me $10 back afterward because of his size. He was making jokes and like, they were like, you could see the horrified look on like the jury's face because like he's making jokes in the middle of a court case and he's absolutely like he's showing no emotion whatsoever yeah (laughs) (laughs) he's not funny (laughs) so they said that like the one thing like his demeanor was like it was horrible like he was cold he had like really dark eyes he didn't look around like he didn't try to like do that thing or like you look at people to kind of like plead your case Mm -hmm. they were like we tried to work with him but it didn't really help the way that he described the woman because he ended up just like describing the woman this and that like they were like he did it like they were trash like he talked about them like they didn't mean anything like their lives meant nothing so that was like a really big thing the jury was like, this man is crazy. And they tried to get a psychiatrist to rule that his insanity was questionable. His sanity was questionable. Mm-hmm. The psychiatrist evaluated him in 1991. And it was actually, it came back, I guess, good for the state's attorney. He was cleared of depression, paranoia, and psychosis. He was described by the psychiatrist, as a pleasant, attractive, friendly 33-year-old man. Is that how you get classified as a sociopath? Psychosis. Not a sociopath. I understand that, but I'm saying, when you have all of those things going for you because you have such a pleasant demeanor, I'm sorry, I should sit closer. Yeah. But when you have all of those things going for you, you have such a pleasant demeanor, but then you have this, like, other side to you that just... A psychopath. Is that a psychopath mm-hmm. or a sociopath? Because if you're killing, it's a psychopath. Because sociopaths normally don't cross that line. But I thought Ted Bundy was considered a sociopath. He, he was until... Sorry. I'm looking this up. Continue. That's fine. <laughs> um, and so Eugene Maurer was Stephen's attorney. And this is this is like what he said as to why he stopped representing him. He was like, his acts were unspeakable, but it's hard to connect the Stephen that I got to know with the person who committed these horrific crimes. The psychiatrist evaluations never diagnosed him with any mental health issues, which was the biggest problem for me. The jury took eight days to come to conclusion about whether or not Stephen was guilty of the three murders. So on November 23rd of 89, the jury reached the decision and convicted Stephen of murdering DeMero and Ellis, but they acquitted him of Gordon's murder because of the lack of evidence. I knew Linda was going to look at me like that. Wow. I need you to say that one more time. On November 23rd, mm-hmm. 1989, mm-hmm. the jury reached a decision and convicted Stephen of murdering DeMero and Ellis, but acquitted him of Gordon's murder because of the lack of evidence. Okay. The reasoning behind that was because all the other victims had the blows to the skull, and she did not because she literally died from fright. So he didn't have to kill her. He didn't her have to kill her. Because she was already dead. <laughs> Yep. And the jury decided not to recommend the death, the death penalty, but they suggested two life sentences for both of the murders. Without the possibility? It doesn't say. 
it just says two life sentences. But I think if it's that, you don't really get the possibility of parole. Yeah, I guess so. Mm-hmm. This makes my mind twitch. Okay. Are we ready for this, Leslie? The difference between a sociopath and a psychopath. Okay. This is difference between dot net. <laughs> you couldn't do it like oh, from like a credible my. place. Gosh. Well, I mean, this is it pretty seems pretty credible to me. I think so. It's dot net instead <laughs> of dot com. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just. Well, I mean, it's pretty. It's pretty straightforward. This is. Where, what you're gonna, but it says sociopaths tend to be extremely disorganized. They are unable to maintain normal relationships with family, friends, or coworkers. They are often unable to keep steady employment or housing. They often live literally at the fringes of society. And a study of the homeless people who live in the subway tunnels of New York City, a disproportionately large number of them were classified as sociopaths. Uh, their outbreaks of violence are erratic and unplanned. Sociopaths are easier to identify and apprehend as they generally leave behind a large trail of clues. Mm. So I had them backwards. Uh, psychopaths can be almost obsessively organized. They can maintain normal social relationships. They may take care of aging parents or be married with children. Uh, psychopaths will often be very successful in their careers. They need... Their need for organization is coupled with an ability to make others like and trust them because they intellectually understand human emotions but are unable to experience them themselves. They are masters of emotional manipulation. Uh, they often live in a normal house or apartment completely indistinguishable from healthy people. Psychopaths will take years to plan out acts of violence and revenge. They are very difficult to catch because they will carefully plan each step of the act to ensure they will commit their crime undetected. That's creepy. So, yeah, I had them backwards. Okay. Shortly after the decision was made by the jury not to recommend the death penalty, but the... Um, Double life sentence. Mm-hmm. Kathleen Jennings was the state prosecutor, so she was the one who was the state defense the whole time. She actually received a bouquet of flowers. It said, You made us feel human again from the woman of Route 40. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. Their family sent it to her. At that time, that was her first biggest case. I mean, hello, it's the first serial killer case in Delaware history. Right. And uh, now she is the DA. Oh. And like she said, in her office, she has in a frame that note. She also has a picture of the van and then like actual like family photos of all the women. Because she was like, it just helps ground me and remember, like, why I'm doing what I'm doing. Right. Yeah, she was crying. She's so... <sighs> oh, so they had tried to appeal his um, guilty verdict because his lawyer went on that whole thing again. So he has a lawyer now after his lawyer decided to not represent him. Mm -hmm. uh, they tried going back on the fibers being illegally obtained but the judge told them he was like i told you once the car had its lights on and she could see the fibers it was uh, a fair, fair game, game so it doesn't matter they dismissed that at this point he himself had to he dismissed his lawyer he was like representing himself like in his appeal they also introduced new evidence as far as the murders of Gordon and Meyer, so the other two women. Right. In this trial, 
he himself is representing himself. So he did a Ted Bundy and like decided he wanted to represent himself, which mm-hmm. like it made me chuckle because I was like, these freaking jerks always going to be doing something in representing himself. He pled no contest to the two murder charges. He actually announced that he wished to receive the death penalty. He argued that the entire constitution began from a Hebrew Bible verse. And as soon as he knew he would like the, they knew he was going to basically testify guilty and that he deserved the death penalty. They were like, well, this is pretty like shut and like open and close, shut and close. (laughs) (laughs) I can't use my words today. Aren't you supposed to be drawing a picture of this person? I've got nothing. Every every single time I get zero. I tell you. Well, no. And like the thing is, like I thought it was supposed to be like she's supposed to draw what she thinks he looks like. As far as like from the story, she makes this picture in her head, like when you're reading a book. Okay, I got a picture in my head then. Okay. Right. I mean, if that's if that's what you want me to do, then that, oh, yes, no, that's that is kind fine. of what I like thought we okay. were doing until. All right. All right. All right. Okay. With the second trial, that one began. Okay. What? Yeah. So the second trial began, and like he pled no contest, but then he pled not guilty to the murders, and then the entire time they're like cross-examining him and he's supposed to be speaking as himself, like about to like what happened in the murders. He's talking in third person. So he like just completely detaches himself saying like, it's so gross. Like he was saying that the killer must've really enjoyed the process of murdering, but not the murder itself. And like, he's just talking in third person the whole time. So he's basically telling you that he likes the torturing and everything, but he didn't actually like killing the women. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. What was that? Nothing, nothing. nothing. Uh, a hearing was held to determine if he would be spared, like as far as like the death penalty. This is a quote from Mr. Steven. The law was developed from one book, and that's the book that I quote from. In Numbers chapter 35, verse 30, whoever kills a person, the person shall be put to death. Also in Genesis chapter 9, verse 6, whoever sheds man's blood, whoever sheds man's blood by man, his blood shall be shed. The court has found me guilty on the testimony of witnesses, so I ask that the sentence be death as said by the state's law and God's law. That is all I have to say. <laughs> Linda wants that, too. What's wrong, eyebrow lady? <laughs> you can't give the man what he wants. <sighs> what? I don't know. What? He's asking to be put to death. Yes. yes. And he's quoting Bible verses. An eye for an eye. Tooth for a tooth. Mm-hmm. Is he still alive? The court had found me guilty on the testimony of... <laughs> Wait, I already, I already said that. Skipping over that. Pinnell argued that as if he were the prosecutor demanding the deaths of, like, a vicious, vicious criminal. And he, this is also a quote from him. 
The perpetrator must have sensed some pleasure um, in the killings, since he did not commit just one, but he continued to do the same deprived manner on others, and the pleasure is very evident. Yes? Yeah. She looks crazy. So, on October 31st, 1991, Stephen Pinnell was sentenced to death by lethal injection. Uh-huh. So that, like, the thing, yeah, and then they had, like, a second hearing on in 92, February 11th of 92, just to figure out if, like, that's really what they wanted. Mm-hmm. And that was when he was like, yeah, do it to me. Suck it to me. My name is Gary Heidnick Jr. Jr. What? But his name is Stephen Pinnell. I know. What's wrong? Nothing's wrong. It's okay. What are you thinking? We all float down here. It's okay. Okay. (laughs) So there were actually two appeals to his sentencing. His wife. For what? What? Who's appealing? Just listen. Okay. Listen. Did you miss the part where uh, you got so angry? You missed where she, Lorraine said his wife. Uh I said his what? And then she said, (laughs) she came at me like he came at the undercover cop, you know, (laughs) almost afraid we're the table. His wife, Vera Catherine, appealed the Supreme Court's decision. She received help from a local branch of America's American Citizens Association and a law professor who was the director. They argued that. He was insane, and he could not fully understand the gravity of his actions, so the trial should be reopened. And he was actually barred from representing himself after... Understandably so. Yeah, after the whole um, death sentencing. After that, after they were like, yeah, you stupid. That's what I'm trying to... So the Supreme Court of Delaware ended up rejecting the demand... Actually, this went up to the Supreme Court. They appealed to the Supreme Court, Supreme Court. But anyway, they ended up rejecting the demand, and both of the appeals that were put through were unanimously dismissed, saying that they were not warranted appeals. (laughs) Why are you smacking lotion around? He didn't get appeals. That's good. Okay, Linda, these are not the noises you should be making. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> she was so stupid. So I can't do that. prior to his execution, yeah. oh, I can't do that. Oh wait, You're look just... at my son trying to. I can't. That's weird. Fenton, lick my right. hand. He licked it. She's he... making farting noises with her lotion. Fen like did one of those tiny little. I was little... gonna say just just video record it. Oh my god. Go lay down. Go lay down. Is this speed ghost? <laughs> Nobody wants to visit me in my clothes. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I don't remember that one. I, I like beans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. When Brack that, is yeah, singing your that's okay. the that's the bean song. I didn't remember that one first. <laughs> Sorry. But that's like that. I was gonna say that's like one of my favorite parts. <laughs> <laughs> I love beans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Scooby Doo. Beans. Um, oh my god, this just Space Ghost Barbecue one, one is yes. the best. Yes, I, yeah, I know. Yeah. It's the best. I'm just saying it's the best. I was Spotify. I don't know, but I'm just so happy that Dad bought that for me for Christmas that year. That was. I'm telling you, that was one of the weirdest presents ever. But it was. It was so I mean, me. It was legit, and we listened to it all the yeah, time. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It was so weird, like, seeing, like, that being the present that you got. Oh, but the fact we enjoyed it so much for years. Yeah, and years. Dad used to play it in the van all the time. Because that was the summer, that was the Christmas that Mom and Lydia went to Mexico. Yeah. So it was just the four of us, and we would just blast that in the van. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes. This is so off track. Whoa. I'm keeping this in. I don't know what you guys think I'm doing. <laughs> no, that's fine. Space Ghost I Coast to Coast. I'm sorry. Barbecue. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know. Or whatever. Yeah, it's not on Spotify. Uh, I don't know where we are with Steven. Um, we are at his. Oh, the, we just the Supreme, got, Supreme yeah. Court. We just got to his execution. Right. right. Oop. I, sorry. So we, we almost done. You're lucky that you guys stopped earlier because the dog was barking because I was seriously ready to go on a rant and that five seconds, you guys know how bad I am. I don't even remember what I was mad about anymore, but I'm still pissed. I don't remember what I wanted to say, but I'm still really mad. Okay. My eyes twitching. My eyes she's twitching. She's been holding. I know. No, now she's got her little Dahmer glasses I, I seriously on. had to put my... Her peppermint stuff on. Yeah, because my neck was getting so tense from this. You see how she's sitting all like... I know, I know I'm how sorry. she is. That's not going to help you. Anyway, so prior to his execution, so this is kind of just like in his waiting to be executed, mm-hmm. uh, numerous reporters uh, were trying to get exclusive interviews with him because everyone wanted to know where Meyer's body was. The other woman. Right. Who, yeah, and like yeah, they, yeah. they didn't know anything. He turned down every single request until... It came closer to his execution date, and he agreed to do one interview. It didn't tell me which newspaper he did it with, but he had to make sure that his lawyer was present. Oprah's and magazine. It, probably. <laughs> and then Maurer, who said he hadn't heard from him in over a year. Maurer was the, the attorney that attorney? Okay. he ended up leaving, but then Pinnell ended up getting rid of him as well because he was like, I don't right, want right, you. Right. Um, he was actually the one who sat in with him. But he said that he was afraid, like, he was really surprised that anyone would let Pinnell speak to the media before this execution. They made him sit with him because they literally said, we're afraid he's going to say something stupid. And he's I'm not like it matters anymore. Dude's at death's door. Mm-hmm. So like, let him make a fool of himself. Yeah. And whatever. Yeah, they just didn't know what he was going to say, especially because they said that his personality, he was very much a conformist, and he cared a lot what people thought of him. So, I, I don't even know how that makes sense, because of, like, everything that he, yeah, exactly, make that face. Like, everything that he had said during his trials and talking about himself in third person, but he cares what, like, if he cared, what, we... Is this what we went over earlier as being a psychopath that you are... That you can emotionally manipulate people, so you don't know how you don't know how to actually you know what emotions are supposed to look like, but you don't know how to feel them. Yeah, so you emotionally manipulate people. So I don't think he really cared. He was just trying to fit in. 
I, yeah, I don't want to say of. fit in, I but I like you tried to come either. off human. That. You're welcome. Oh, I forgot to mention this because I put it like in a kind of like a random spot, but then like, you know, this is what I do, you guys. Anyway. <laughs> I always do this. I feel like I always do this. Oh so God. one of the, um, so remember how I said in the beginning, like how his childhood was like super chill and he had like a very, uh, non-eventful childhood. Yeah. Like there was nothing like that really went on. So in investigating, they found out that he actually had a very rocky relationship with his mother. And when he was 30 years old, so like, the year before he started killing people, or probably around the time he started killing people. Oh, right. It was because Linda said happy birthday because she's a jerk. Because the first murder was right after Thanksgiving. I know. But he was... But he had just turned 31. Yeah. So when he was 30, he got into this argument with his mother. Okay. What? I didn't say anything. So she told him... Apparently, she was yelling at him and made him sit on the couch. And she said, if you keep treating your kids this way, I'm going to put you over my knee, spank you, and put you to bed. And he was, like, screaming at her. But apparently, that's, like, how she treated him his entire life. So, he basically had, like, this powerless feeling against his mother, which was why he abused his wife and then went on to abuse other people, like the other women, like his victims. And he felt that, like, the only power that he had in life was that sexual, like, what? No. It, like, he, he yeah. got, like, a sexual power of having, uh, like, the decision of life and death over his victims. And he just hated women because of his mother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I get it. I mean, I'm not saying that it's right. It's not right. None of this is right. None of this is ever right. But yeah. I get it because it's like he's taking the emotions that he uh, stop. <laughs> no, no, no! You look like you have a mop on your head. <laughs> I was according to my mom. Yeah, I, I. No, 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 no! It looks like a mop. I know. Okay, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. You're ranting. I'm sorry. It doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> So sorry, I got distracted. You can't by distract her in the rant because then she forgets. I know. I'm sorry. I know. The, what you, it the is. mother, blah 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 blah. Yeah, it's not right, but you Minky Boodle. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Get god! Out of here. <laughs> okay. So on March 14th, mm-hmm. 1992, mm-hmm. Stephen Brian Pennell. We're going to say it like, whatever. We've been saying it all crazy ways. Was the first man executed in Delaware in 46 years. He had no final words. Whoa. That's sad. He, wait, 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 wait. Did he ever say where Myers was? I'm getting there. Oh. We getting there. Do we Do we, Do we? we know what the he interview. ate last? It says interviews. The interview that he had didn't reveal anything about his last meal. But I'm pretty sure I can probably Google it. And figure it out. Okay. It always makes me curious. There's actually a cookbook. I know. And it's the last meal of murderers. Yeah. And anybody it, put to death. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. It, and it has, like, stories about, like, the murders that they did. It's actually really cool. I looked into it. Yeah. The girl who wrote it was on a podcast that I listened to. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope the mic picked up your little poof <laughs> fart. 
<laughs> it wasn't me. It I was swear. Linda. It was Linda. She full blown she like laughing. leaned off the chair. <laughs> Breathe. Stop picking your nose. And you wonder why you have boogies on your kitchen <laughs> wall? <laughs> oh my god, it was so loud. She just took a gasp of air. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> okay, anyways. So March 14th, 1992. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Hendrick was one of the officers and he said that he had no words left. And uh, he said, I hoped and prayed that before Stephen died, he would tell us where to find Kathleen Meyer or at least give us a place to look. But that never happened. They still don't know where she is or even like an idea of where she could be. And, like, one of the biggest things that confuses, like, everyone is the fact that, like, he demanded for himself to have, like, the ultimate punishment of being, like, lethal injected. But at the same time, he maintained his innocence. Because, yeah. What are you shaking your head? You threw me off. (laughs) (laughs) What was that noise for? He irritates me. You're the... I don't know. So they felt like that his way of admitting that he was wrong was that he asked to be killed instead of like, so he didn't like outright say, y'all did it because like he kept his innocence the whole time. But they felt like uh, his way of showing that he was remorseful was by asking to be lethal injection. I don't find that to be remorseful at all. It's not. But, and then here's a little end quote for you guys. So this is Kathleen Jennings, the state prosecutor. She said, to this day, I want to know why all of us involved want to understand it better. Typically, there's some horrifying event in the life of a, of a serial killer that explains how they become sociopaths. But in the case of Steven, we wouldn't, we couldn't get at that. There was nothing wrong with him. There was nothing wrong with his childhood. And that's the lingering mystery as to why. But didn't we discuss the fact that his mother was kind of like, Bleh. yeah, but she actually like he had other siblings and they said that he she wasn't that bad, like that he like they said probably the worst thing that she ever said to him was the fact that like when he was 30 and she was like, stop treating your kids like that and punching holes in the freaking wall and screaming at your wife and trying to beat her in front of your children or I'm gonna beat your butt. They were like, that was probably the worst thing that she's ever said to him. But they were like, we had a completely uneventful, normal childhood. So maybe he just had a superiority complex and she challenged that. Or maybe he was just an asshole. Well, aren't they all? Or else they wouldn't be torturing and killing people. Yes, they are. Hi, Leslie. How do you feel today? What is going? You're very quiet (laughs) over there. I'm just watching Linda rage. I can't even put to words how I feel right now because it all just hurts me. So the fact, okay. Yeah. So we're going to backtrack a little bit because this is where I was trying to go earlier, but then I keep getting agitated again and I, oh my God, my eyes twitching so bad. Just let it out. I know, I know, I know. I'm trying to, but my eyes twitching. So the fact that his wife sat there and he would beat her, he would put the holes in the wall, they had children together, and she still went to appeal his death penalty. And, uh, no. Okay, but I mean, I mean I, again, we've talked about this before. We talked about this in the first episode. And I understand the fact that 
especially in a relationship and stuff like that, it's hard to get out. It's hard to leave. Yes, I get it. It still pisses me off. Like the fact that she attempted to appeal his death sentence. No, I know. Makes me so mad. Yeah. But I'm not saying it's right. I get it. I understand. But it doesn't make sense to me. And then he's just an idiot. Like, ooh, maybe the killer liked it. Why not just say that you did it? You're already going to die. You already asked to die. So just say it. Because he doesn't want to. Because then that's admitting guilt. And he's over here trying to be, he's trying to please people by saying he's innocent. Yeah, make me happy by telling me what the fuck you did. Okay. It's the mystery. (laughs) But that's not the mystery. Yeah. The mystery is, why did he crack the way he did? I don't feel like he undercover. I feel like <laughs> I don't know what I said again. I think undercover. I think you said undercover crabbers. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. know. <laughs> I don't feel like he cracked. No, I don't think he cracked either. It's just I just think what made Stephen do what he did. I just think he had a psychological issue because it wasn't his environment. His whole family said that his childhood was fine. Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde. No, it definitely wasn't because the way that his trials seemed it. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For Leslie's picture, because we're not doing a missing persons right now because we forgot about the, well, I forgot about the picture thing. I, I keep touching my thing, like my, my, which I feel called? like he needs a mustache. <sighs> my screen to zoom in because my old computer used to have the touch screen. Yeah, I and do I that keep doing that, too. and I'm like, "Why is it not working?" Yeah, I do that <clears> with mine. So here is Mr. Stephen Bright. Wait, me. you can't. Oh wait, you can't just do these things. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I haven't showed her we yet. We must do these things. This is my version of Stephen Brian Pennell. Oh. And this is what okay, he looks that's like. that's ridiculously small. I'm sorry. That's the one that this is. I, okay. I seriously had a better picture. But it's okay. okay. Well, then you show her. Too late. I didn't. Oh, that is not what coffee, I thought he looked like. Not in my head at all. <laughs> Jesus. I don't know. I, that's what I thought we were doing. Hold on. I guess that's fair enough. My guy looks like 50 years old. He looks like Grandpa. This? What? I need Kayla to fix her eyesight. My dad does not look like that. That does not look like my dad. No, he doesn't. No way. <laughs> Cheekbones and a different haircut. This is literally William Bishop all over again. So it's it's literally my dad, but a new person. Yeah. Yeah. I just imagined that. Here's like these, these here's things. his side profile. His side profile. Here's his profile. And then. <laughs> No, see, like, look, that's that's what kind of mine looks like down there. The, this, one? this one. <laughs> but who is that? That's not him, then, is it? No. Yours looks nothing like that. No, I know. But I, I thought he I was mean, scary for be, some reason. Well, I mean, yeah. I don't know. Who's that other guy? Oh, I don't know. He was just some. Kind of looks like uh, what's his name? Sean Penn. Sean Penn. No. Oh my god. I mean, to be fair, looking at his mugshot, I wouldn't. He looks like a, 
He looks like a baby. He's very baby faced. Well, not even that. I wouldn't even because apparently she doesn't know who Sean Penn is. Who? You? Me? Yeah. I probably don't. Who the hell is that? What is he playing? He is. What does he do? Um, is he in Lord of the Rings? Um, I don't know. Him. No. What was I am that Sam. Really? Yes. I am Sam. That was mm. that one. Yeah. Yeah. And he don't look like that. And then there was another one. I was gonna say. That picture is an old him. If you showed me younger him, like I am Sam uh, him, yeah. I would have known. Okay. Old him, current him, I don't know. It still looks the same. Mm-mm. He looks... <laughs> yeah. It's just wrinkly. Yeah. Wrinkles that's, throw me off. That's Wrinkles what William throw. Bishop looked like in the bathroom. But if you think about him without all that facial hair on and his hair nicely groomed, that's what... Yeah, that's the difference. You have to think like an FBI agent. Thank God I'm not an FBI agent because I I would li- it'd be like Superman. He takes his glasses off and all of a sudden I'm like Clark, Clark, <laughs> Clark, where did you go? <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> Mr. Superman, do you know where Clark went? <laughs> oh my goodness, how do they not know? <laughs> They're never gonna find out. Nobody's ever gonna know. Okay. Guys. So, today's missing person. Wait, hold on. I think I know the person that you uh, were looking at, Leslie. Was it this one? Mm-mm. No. No? Oh, because I was going to say, that's also Stephen Pinnell, but he's in North Carolina, and he got arrested in 2019. Mm-hmm. No, that The was other guy was the Stephen Pinnell, but that was Stephen... Well, K- then, damn! Stephen Kenneth Pinnell. Mine almost looked like that Stephen Pinnell. Right. I knew a Stephen Pinnell somewhere. It looked you like were channeling the wrong I one. I was. <laughs> Bastards. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now we are really getting into the missing person. Thank mm-hmm. you. Dun, 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 dun. So at the end of every episode, for everyone who is new, we do a missing person from the area of whatever story or topic we are talking about. Mm-hmm. Um. If you do have any people who are missing in your area or someone that you know that you would like us to feature, uh, we can do that for you. You just email and it can us. be wherever. It doesn't have to be on the East Coast. Yeah. Like if you're listening wherever and you just want us to feature it, we'll do it in like the beginning of an episode or we can do like, I was it thinking can just really like repost it on Facebook. Yeah. And, and stuff. I was, I was thinking because of like the missing people that we've done before, some of them have been updated and found. So mm-hmm. I was thinking about just adding like every month, just doing like one little segment of like updates on our missing people that's outside of an episode. Okay. Recap. Yeah. There you go. So we can, I feel like we, yeah. Burp. <laughs> the coffee is kicking in. I don't know what's happening anymore. Today's <laughs> missing person is Brett Davis. He has been missing since September 17th, 2020 from Milford, Delaware. He was born January 14th of 2004. So as of right now, he would be 17 years old. He is a male. He's white. He has brown hair and brown eyes. He is 5'10 and weighs about 165 pounds. Um, I don't really have any other information other than that. There's nothing about like where he could potentially be or where he was last seen. It just says he was last seen on September 17th, 2020. Um, if you have information of his whereabouts or have seen him, you are to call 911 or 1-800-THE-LOST which is 1-800-843-5678. Oh, 
five, six, seven, eight. Anyway, or you can call the Delaware County Sheriff Sheriff's Office at three zero two three three seven one zero nine zero. And we will post um, a picture, and we'll post the missing picture, and it'll have all the information, but we'll also put that in the description. And I always talk in future tense, but it should be posted, because I always do this, where I'm like, we're going to post it, but it should be posted. (laughs) But yeah, so. Yay, Stephen Pinnell. Mm -hmm. That was one crazy dude. I don't like them. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. Nope. Have you really liked anybody except for Tom? <laughs> just I mean. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Poor Tom. <laughs> Stupid Tom. It wasn't even him. Oh I know God. it wasn't him, but I'm saying. If he stopped acting weird. Anyway, that. <laughs> I'm just That's kidding. That's so mean. I'm just kidding because it's like me saying if I stopped acting weird. It's just how I am. People need to get over it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> well, thank you guys for stopping on in and listening. Yeah. And today's episode was longer because a family friend was all like, you guys should do longer episodes. Every once in a while we will. I yeah. Feel- so I thought about chopping this one up into two, but for you, you know who you are. Hot Cheetos. We'll call her Hot Cheetos. How about that? Blue Hot Cheetos. Blue Hot Cheetos. Oh, yeah. She did that. (laughs) Anyway. Blue Hot Cheetos. This one's for you, girl. (laughs) There's some disgust in there because that sounds weird. But anyway, have a good week, you guys. Stay safe. We will catch you. Don't go into any cars that you don't know. Oh, my gosh. Don't walk the streets. Um, Scream fire and not rape. And... Keep a pocket knife on you. No. That's illegal. If it's tiny, it's not. It's illegal. Fine. It's a concealed weapon. Get some pepper spray. Yes. And tasers are not legal, so no tasers. Can you carry tasers? Depends on the state. Oh. We'll look that up and put that information (laughs) on our social media. We'll let you know what you can carry. Ow. But yes, thank you for stepping in, and we will catch you all next week. For episode nine. We'll <laughs> see you later. Bye. Happy Bye. two month anniversary. <gasps> it is. Yay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to East Coast Creepin'. Cover art by Leslie Lozano. Music from Premium Beat. Editing by Larry Bark at Revitalist Recording Studio. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at ECC Podcast. Don't forget to rate and review. See ya.